In the last week, two U.S. banks collapsed and had to be taken over by the government. California regulators shut down Silicon Valley Bank. Financial regulators shut down New York-based Signature Bank in a move designed to slow down a banking crisis. It's prompted fears of a full-blown crisis in the sector. The mood right now in the banking world is very negative. Since last week, we've seen just a, a real lack of confidence in the stability of banks. That's our colleague Margot Patrick. And she says since those failures, people have been taking a hard look at other banks. It feels right now like investors are looking for the next sort of domino to fall, and they've zeroed in on Credit Suisse. And on Wednesday, investors started dumping its shares. By a major sell-off of shares in the Swiss banking giant Credit Suisse. Shares in Credit Suisse plunged to a record low, falling 24%. The Swiss bank has seen its shares tumble this week with billions of dollars wiped off its market value. All this got the attention of banking regulators. They didn't want problems to snowball. Credit Suisse is very integrated into the global financial system. So the knock-on effects for other banks could be severe, and, and it also could spark further questions about the health of other banks. And last night, the Swiss central bank stepped in, lending Credit Suisse over $50 billion. The bank's shares rallied on the news. But the future is still uncertain. For Credit Suisse, and for the global banking sector. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, March 16th. Coming up on the show, Credit Suisse and the global banking panic. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe, with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't, and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. For generations, Switzerland has been known for its banking. Credit Suisse, founded in the mid-19th century, is the country's second-largest bank. At home in Switzerland, it's a bit like a, a J.P. Morgan or a Bank of America, where there are lots of branches, and it's one of the main banks that people use for their day-to-day -day banking. Across the world, it's known more as a private bank for, for rich people. So that's sort of their bread-and-butter business to help uh, rich people manage their money. And how has the bank been doing recently? For watchers of this bank, it has been something of a slow car crash over the last few years. It has undergone a series of scandals, financial losses. Uh, its reputation has just sort of taken a blow after blow. And that has sort of dimmed that, that brand value for Credit Suisse. 
In 2021, the bank admitted to defrauding investors over loans in Mozambique and paid a $475 million fine. It's also paid big settlements in the U.S. over toxic securities it sold before the 2008 financial crisis. And there have been other scandals over the years, some of which have been very expensive. Probably most notably, in 2021, Credit Suisse lost $5 billion when the family office, Archegos Capital Management, defaulted. Archegos Capital Management was a private wealth firm that collapsed, and Credit Suisse took the biggest hit of any of its lenders. And that kind of large bet added to Credit Suisse's reputation for making risky moves. That's the sort of culture that investors have zeroed in on at Credit Suisse that they've been concerned about is that the bank's risk culture is leading it to enter into business it shouldn't enter into that will cause it problems later. Credit Suisse says it's improved its risk management, and in recent years, the bank has tried to turn things around. Last summer, it installed a new CEO and announced a strategic review. A new management team had come into the bank and were looking at ways to make it safer. There were a lot of promises about making the culture better, about bringing down risks. And there was some sense of momentum that the new team would be able to turn things around. And what did their new plan for Credit Suisse look like? That plan included spinning off its investment bank. It's also selling assets. It sold a a large business. So it raised some money from that sale. Credit Suisse, as part of its restructuring plan, said it would cut 9,000 jobs. And it's also cutting costs just really where, wherever it can. But in early October, just weeks before that new plan was announced, investors started to get worried. In early October, there was something of a, a social media storm on Twitter and Reddit and other outlets where many people were speculating that Credit Suisse could fail and that it was really in trouble. And at the time, there wasn't really anything that sparked those particular concerns, but it was enough that, in fact, Credit Suisse customers did pull their money from the bank. At the time, the bank tried to quell the worries and told clients and investors that it had the funds it needed. Credit Suisse moved ahead with its new strategic plan, which included raising money from investors. And at the end of last year, it sold $4 billion worth of new shares. And it also brought in a new shareholder, the Saudi National Bank. Saudi National Bank is now Credit Suisse's largest shareholder. It bought 9.9% of Credit Suisse. And it was seen as a, a show of support that there were still investors that believed in Credit Suisse's business model and its long-term prospects and wanted to be uh, a part of that. So did this capital raise work to restore confidence in Credit Suisse? It didn't really stop the concerns about the bank's future. The share price had been falling last year, and the hope was that once the restructuring plan was out in the open and they started working on it, the shares would recover. Well, that didn't happen. And then last month, Credit Suisse made a disclosure that would further hurt its stock price. It said, at the end of last year, customers had withdrawn $120 billion. 
And when it made that announcement, its shares plunged even more, 15% in one day. Things weren't looking good, and they were about to get worse. That's coming up. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. After the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank last week, investors began to examine other banks to see if any of them were also vulnerable. So I think when investors started looking at Credit Suisse, they became concerned that Credit Suisse could face some of these same dynamics as Silicon Valley Bank, where the requests um, from customers to get their money back would just be too great for it to keep up with without having to take some kind of major losses. But Credit Suisse is much bigger than Silicon Valley Bank. And if it were to fail, there were worries it could have a bigger impact on the banking system. It would set off a chain of events that probably isn't fully foreseen, and it likely would require a sort of a global uh, solution where regulators in the U.S., Switzerland, EU, and other places come together and try to find the the best solution that will minimize the damage to the broader financial markets. And this week, investors learned some concerning news. So on Tuesday, Credit Suisse released its annual report saying that its management found there were material weaknesses in some of its earlier reporting. Credit Suisse said its current financial statements are presented fairly. However, this was an embarrassment for the bank and also worried investors. It just added to bad news for the bank. And there was more bad news coming out the very next day. So on Wednesday morning, there was a financial conference in Saudi Arabia. Welcome to Riyadh. And at that conference, There was an interview on Bloomberg Television with the chairman of the Saudi National Bank, which is Credit Suisse's largest shareholder. And the chairman of Saudi National Bank was asked if his bank would be willing to invest more in Credit Suisse. I'm wondering whether you would be open to assisting further if there was another call for additional liquidity from Credit Suisse. The answer is absolutely absolutely not. not. He went on to say that they believed in Credit Suisse's restructuring plan and supported management. But what the market really heard was Saudi National Bank is Credit Suisse's largest shareholder, and it's not willing to put in any more capital. 
they're not going to come to the rescue. They're not going to come to the rescue. And what Marcus heard was Credit Suisse is running out of options. If they're not going to tap their largest shareholder, if they need additional capital, who are they going to tap? The finance world responded quickly. So Credit Suisse shares just started falling after the Saudi National Bank chairman's comments. A real sell-off swept through uh, European banks, um, and Credit Suisse's shares started falling um, dramatically and ended the day down 24%, which is a very significant move. And how did Credit Suisse respond to this? So Credit Suisse has continued to try to reassure its customers that it's financially sound, that their money is safe. Credit Suisse's CEO was on television earlier in Asia trying to reassure markets, but markets aren't listening. The Saudi National Bank chairman later called the market's response to his interview an unwarranted panic. But this panic and sell-off in its shares raised concerns that it might be teetering. There were questions about whether regulators needed to support the bank. But then, right as we were talking yesterday afternoon, Margot's editor, Alex Frangos, reported that Switzerland would intervene. Uh, Laura is saying that Frangos has just filed, while you're on airplane mode, that Swiss regulators said they would provide liquidity to Credit Suisse Group, offering a lifeline to the lender. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run. Um, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so there's liquidity coming. Okay. I'm just trying to digest what they're saying. They are saying that they will provide liquidity if necessary. They're trying to send out a message that that Swiss banks are safe and that the the turmoil in the U.S. banking market shouldn't have any direct risk of contagion for Swiss banks. So this is the message from the Swiss authorities that they are going to take measures to protect their banks. Last night, Credit Suisse took up the offer and said it would borrow over $50 billion from the Swiss National Bank. The move reassured investors, who said this lifeline would give the bank time to find a longer-term solution, which could include breaking apart or selling off parts of the bank. Its shares rose 19% today. And then today, Europe's top central banker, Christine Lagarde, held a press conference. We stand ready to respond as necessary to preserve price stability and financial stability in the euro area. She sought to stem any further loss of confidence. And I think that the banking sector is currently in a much, much stronger position than where it was back in 2008. Hours later, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen also spoke in support of the banking system. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. But banking troubles in the U.S. are continuing. Today, U.S. banking regulators revealed a rescue plan for First Republic Bank, a small lender whose stock has been hit hard all week. Eleven banks, including some of the country's biggest, agreed to deposit $30 billion into First Republic in a show of support. The thing I'm taking away from this moment is that banks can be weakened a lot faster than people think. So we're, we're not seeing this over yet. Uh, there was a lot of concern about Credit Suisse's survival. 
on Wednesday, and there's a lot of um, concerns about Credit Suisse's survival on Thursday. So this hasn't really calmed things down yet. People are still watching to see what central banks are going to do, how they're reacting, but it doesn't feel like this, this, this banking crisis is over yet. That's all for today, Thursday, March 16th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Alex Rangos, Patricia Kausman, and Jonathan Weil. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.